0: The information contained in this podcast is provided for your general information only. It does not give medical advice or engage in the practice of medicine. This massage podcast under no circumstances recommends particular treatment for specific individuals and in all cases recommends that you consult your physician or local treatment center before pursuing any course of treatment. Hello and welcome to the Massage Podcast. Today is episode 20. My name is Dawn Adkins, your host, along with Jorge Cisneros, our producer, and we are missing Elaine Kalenda today due to her not feeling very well. We wish her the best in a speedy recovery. We are a little massage podcast talking about all things massage. We talk about schooling, uh, being a massage therapist, all of the challenges involved with that and all of the reasons why we're massage therapists, and we talk about different forms of body work. Uh, you can find us at massagepodcast.com. You can come chat with us during live recordings, or you can leave us a message on the contact page. Also, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to leave a voicemail or a text message, please do so at 303 656 9860. Today we have a wonderful guest. This is going to be wonderful because her name is Jessica Abeg. She is the owner of Practice Attraction, an educational website and coaching practice. But she's here today because she is the author of a new book called The Business of Massage Therapy, Building a Successful Career. And she's going to talk about marketing, um, massage therapy as... We all know that's a very challenging um, issue for a lot of us because we didn't think about that while we were in massage school. We just thought we'd come out and be wonderful massage therapists and the money would follow. So Jessica, I'm going to ask you, she's also a massage therapist. I'd like to, for you to give us a brief introduction as to how you got into massage therapy, where you went to school and how long you've been practicing. And then you can uh, lead into what brought you to write this book.
1: Great, Don. thank you so much. I'm very happy to be here with you all today. Um, yeah, I am a massage therapist. I've been uh, practicing for about... 12 years, and I went to the Massage Therapy Institute of Colorado in Denver, Colorado. Um, Interestingly enough, I went to high school right across the street from MTIC, and I used to see it when I was in school and say, one day I'm going to grow up and go to massage school there. And sure enough, I traveled the entire world over, lived in many other places, and um, when it was time to start my, my training, I came back and went to school there. Fabulous training program was absolutely wonderful. Um, learned so much and came out ready to take on the world. As you said, you know, didn't get a whole lot of education on running a massage business. Um, I think we had an optional weekend if we wanted to show up, we could. And in that class, they told us kind of how to market your business. And they said, hand out flyers, have a business card. <laughs> that was the extent of it. So I went out with that information and i had you know my shingle up my doors open ready for the traffic to beat down the door and it didn't what a surprise what a shock um, so many of us have been in that place before I know for a fact many of us have been in that place so what I did was I struggled for many many years and many of my classmates quit they gave up you know I think they, the statistics show that there's often as high as 90% attrition rates out of um, schools and I, I was you know evidence of that a lot of my um, my classmates left dropped out and I just was stubborn I kept trying and trying and and after about you know four years five years I could really not making it any money, I said to myself, I said either I need to really figure this out and really get the business side of this down or I need to go and get a dreaded real job. And that was really not an option for me at all. I'm just, you know, not not cut out for that. Um, so I started reading everything I could get my hands on. I started, um, you know, just really learning about marketing. And and, you know, it was it was tough. It was a tough Road for me. I don't have a natural business acumen by any measure, um, but I was so determined that I actually went as far as going to business school. I went and got my MBA, my Master's in Business Administration, and um, during that program, I actually, um, you know, started started applying the things I was learning in business school and all the things to my practice, and started doing really well and making more money than I kind of had ever imagined making before, um, and that was great but it wasn't really enough for me I realized I was looking around at my tribe and seeing everybody was still really struggling and so I kind of decided I really wanted to take this, this secret to business school and put it into you know a practical um, book for people to use and, and to be able to leverage the learning curve that I would worked really hard to build and shortcut that you don't need to get an MBA I want to drive that home you do not need to get an MBA to learn I was this. just going to ask you that um, <laughs> no not, <yeah. laughs> not necessarily I'm kind of an extremist by many many measures so So, um, I actually got this contract with Pearson Prentice Hall to write this book for massage students, uh, The Business of Massage Therapy. And it's, you know, using all of Um, you know, very technical business aspects, but from a very kinesthetic and massage oriented way. It's very interactive book and it's written from the perspective of someone who's been a marketing phobe for years of my practice. You say the word business to me, you know, when I first started and my eyes would glaze over, Mm -hmm. you know, my mentality I think was in, is the same as most people's is, which is, um or my mentality was what most people's is, which is if I'm a healer, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not a business person and those two things don't mix. And there was a mentality that, you know, I'm, I'm an artist and it's not, uh, you know, it's not, they don't mix together at all. So, um, so that's, that's kind of where I'm at and that's what kind of the, the mission that I'm on. I don't have anything that anybody else doesn't, you know, have, um, no special gifts or acumen, just a lot of, a, a lot of energy spent learning how to do it and do it really well.
0: And in looking through this book and like you said, it's very interactive and I think that's important for the massage therapist. Yeah. It's hard for us to I know it is for me to sit down and and uh, try to figure all that out right? We need different learning techniques and that's this book is beautiful and it's nice because for, it seems like business mastery' has been in the and that's a fabulous book, mm-hmm. but it seems like that's been kind of our biggest resource for all massage therapists for a long time. So it's good to see something new come out with a different approach. And um, are you, you have this book and your website now, or do you offer help for massage therapists as far as getting their practice? They can call you and consult with you I do absolutely
1: Mm. and you know and I'll talk a little bit more about it but my website is practiceattraction.com and I work with holistic business practitioners massage therapists and yoga teachers and many other um, independent practitioners Mm. and I have a lot of different levels because some people don't want a coach or they're not ready for a coach. Mm-hmm. And so I have kind of an online the resource that gives the classes and the webinars and a lot of the tools. And a lot of what I do that I think, you know, and I love Business Master. I think it's a great book. Um, a lot of what I do is kind of bringing the, you know, industry into this timeline right now. I think a lot of the information in a lot of the books is what this information we've gotten for a long time, you know, kind of the the old marketing methods. And I think the statistics have it that 80% of massage therapists don't even have websites. Mm. And so I, you know, I'm bringing in kind of leveraging the internet, leveraging a lot of the social media, leveraging a lot of the technology that's out there that is, um, you know, free or low cost and kind of helping people with that. Also, I do a lot of the internal, and that's something we talk about with the, um, in the book being very interactive. A lot of the pieces and parts of marketing are an internal game, and it's a lot of um, you know, getting through internal blocks of, you know, about money or blocks about, about marketing. It's, it's different than marketing a widget, you know, or you're just kind of outselling something. When you're marketing yourself as a massage therapist, you're marketing yourself. You know, And I think that for a lot of people, that's scary. It's emotional and it's vulnerable. And so we do a lot of work on that. Um, so I do work one-on-one with clients. I, and I do have a membership site where people can come on. We're working on um, where they can come on and have a forum and can talk to one another and learn how other people are doing it and kind of leverage the learning curves of one another. I think that, that one of the best things that we can do as practitioners is come together in, in our practices. We work in isolation a lot. You know, we show up, we go to work with our clients, and we go home. And we don't have that creative, rich learning environment that we have in our training programs. Once we're out of school, we aren't continuing. We have continuing education classes, and that's wonderful. But the day-to-day thing, we don't really have a way to come together as practitioners. And so the, the site is, is aiming to, to have that and, and to have a forum for how to do marketing in an effective, heart-centric, authentic way.
0: And that's a good way to approach massage therapists. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so in your book, do you talk about also um, retaining clients mm-hmm. and special or great ways of getting them to come back? Because that's challenge, I find that to be really challenging for me sometimes as well, is that um, how to talk to people and how to get them back, because we know that they need it, but still without sounding too salesy, I get kind of Funny about that sometimes. I'm trying to get people to come back. I know it's there's. Um, I think it's. Do you offer s- seminars where massage, like maybe continuing education type things? Where
1: we're working on doing continuing education through um, national national certification board. Um, mm-hmm. I actually work with the with the NCB, um, and so yeah, we are doing continuing education, getting set up for that. But we do absolutely, and client retention um, is a big part of, of marketing. You know, I, I'm sure you guys have heard that it's. It's so much more work to um, get someone in the door than to keep them. Mm-hmm. But what you said is really a big thing. It resonates with a lot of us. We don't want to be salesy. We don't want to be pushy and have that icky kind of, that, you know, that kind of feeling that comes over you. And it you feels feel, slimy. You feel slimy. You yeah. mm-hmm. feel used car salesman and icky and none of <laughs> us want that because that's the antithesis of what we're doing. Um, now, at the, uh, the other thing I think it's really important to kind of reframe what marketing is and what, you know, getting clients you know to come back again is. Just as if you were a personal trainer, you wouldn't, you know, expect your clients to come and lose 20 pounds because they worked out with you one time. And a lot of A lot of um, therapists don't have systems in place for kind of explaining and quantifying the work that they do you know we know the quality of our work we know what the process is for you know healing the body we have all this incredible knowledge inside of our heads and the general public doesn't usually have that you know there is a bit of an education process even in a town like Boulder where there's you know a lot of massage therapists and a lot of people are very familiar with it people don't always necessarily know and so to look at marketing as a way of sharing the story of yourself and sharing the story of massage therapy and all that it can do and looking at it that way and a lot of people you know I think my clients when I share with them a treatment idea based on what they've told me or what we've worked on in the session and then they come out and I say you know here's kind of some things I recommend. And none of these are prescriptions, and you can take what you want. Of course, we can't prescribe. But I, um, you know, I'd recommend this much water, the hydration, based on your activity level that we talked about. I'd recommend these kinds of stretches based on the areas. And I'd recommend this frequency of massage based on what you shared with me. And that kind of saying something like that or having a system where you can quantify, have a step A, a step B, a step C, that people kind of understand that a little bit. But just kind of being like, when are we scheduling again? You know, people – that's uncomfortable for the person that's saying it, the therapist. And then the, the, the client can pick up on that and they're like, I'll call you later. Um, but a lot of that's also going to depend on how they come to you. And, um, you know, we talk a lot. I'll get into this a little bit about some of the mistakes that therapists make. There's a really big trend right now in the industry of discounting. Um, there are a lot of, uh, you know, service groups that come in and, and are, um, are are really Targeting massage therapists. And what's happening is the market that's coming in um, through those, and there's nothing wrong with these sites. I have nothing against them at all whatsoever. But um kind of like the coupon sites yeah, you're right, the, Yeah. The daily deals. The and, daily deals, mm-hmm. where they're due, you know, anywhere from fifty mm-hmm. to ninety percent off um products and services. And a lot of massage therapists are, you know, approached by these sites saying that this is gonna bring in huge volume and it's gonna be a great marketing thing. Um, now, and if you have someone coming in through there and they're not coming in, you know, just through other channels, it can be a, a difficult thing to get them to rebook because they're not necessarily looking for an ongoing therapy relationship. They're often looking for the discount.
0: They're looking for a $5 massage. Right. And I have mm-hmm. found that out firsthand. Yeah. So I know all about that. <laughs> yeah. I think out of, um, I don't know, personally, I may have, because where I work, they they did that. Mm-hmm. And so I think maybe out of. 30 let's say 30 people that came in with the coupons maybe one or two came back which is pretty good but it was a lot of work it's it felt work. like yeah and, you know
1: i think for for and i won't get off on a tangent on this but i think for some business models it actually works pretty well but it what the problem is is with something like massage it kind of commodifies the service and then once one business is done with its its discount thing then the next week there's another one and mm-hmm. four days later there's another one mm-hmm. so people who are price sensitive just for a discount are kind of swinging through right. the the trees of, of the discounts, and so I think that that's a whole nother ball of wax. Um, but yeah, we do talk a lot about systems for getting clients to to book and building and nourishing relationships for client retention. Um, there again, I think that that's an internal kind of mindset to kind of what you're building a relationship. Really, you're not like continuing to sell, 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 sell to them. So
0: it's um, and it it's it would seem too that uh, your book and your philosophy regarding all of this is, um, everything from, uh, I, I hate to say it, but the secret and all of those things and kind of, um, turning it into a, a massage. Um, I'm finding my, my words today, but into, uh, for massage. And it also f- would seem to me that it would also benefit our lives just in general, as far as everything practicing attraction and is um, so practice attraction is also is kind of correlates with this book as well. And you said you work with other therapists mm-hmm. and different types of uh, holistic or healthcare people everywhere. Mm-hmm. And is that is practice attraction where people can buy your book?
1: Um, actually, but the book is sold. It's sold online, sold through Amazon, Amazon? and okay. Pearson.com. Um, we, we do carry it through the, the website as well. Um, and a lot of a lot of um, schools in the Denver and uh, Boulder area right now are starting to to carry it. And I, I mentioned there are a lot of schools that are starting to carry um, custom custom editions that fit. Because a lot of specifically for schools, some schools have no time whatsoever dedicated to training, business and marketing at all. And and I think we're all kind of nodding our heads like mm-hmm, I didn't get anything. <laughs> That's changing a little bit. Um, partly because there's some legislation right now uh, called the Gainful Employment Act where they're looking at private schools, training schools that are charging a good bit of money but not having students Mm -hmm. coming out and being able to get jobs. And they're kind of coming under fire and saying they're not getting the training. So people are starting to really realize that as massage therapists, not only for the benefit of the schools, benefit of the the, the students, um, but they need to – they need to be able to, to validate that they're getting the training to be able to succeed outside. And so um, you know, more and more schools are, are implementing it, but some have just a few hours and some have a whole semester dedicated to it. So some schools are actually you know making this before a, a, a three hour class and some are making it be a 12 hour class or whatever, you know, based on their curriculum.
2: So in your experience, what are the most common mistakes that we make as we start into this field?
1: Great question, Jorge. Thank you. <laughs> so there are a number of mistakes, um, and I really kind of narrow it down to four um, kind of big ones that I think are um, coming from a lot of different levels. And the number, of, the four biggest one is there's kind of an over reliance on old marketing methods. And this is, I've actually even heard, I think in one of your podcasts, I've heard uh, someone say that you know this is a totally a word of mouth business. Now that's true, but What word of mouth means has changed a lot, even in the last five years. You know, word of mouth is Yelp. (laughs) Yelp. It's Yelp. It's Google reviews. It's even if somebody says, you've got to go see Jorge, he's Fantastic, and they hand a friend a card, that friend, it's about a 90% chance that friend is going to go online to look at you. And they do, you know, the consumer search and research is so online focused. And again, I mentioned about 90 or excuse me, 80% of massage therapists don't even have websites. Or if they do have a website, they have a very, you know, just information static site that's that's not being found at all. Um, and I call it a beautiful billboard in the desert. If, you know, people aren't finding your website, it's not doing any good either. Um, so, and again, the, the word of mouth piece, I hear, I hear therapists, I hear educators say all the time, um, it's really about you know, the word of mouth and build your, build your clients and they'll tell everyone about you. Well, even if that's true, it's going to take a long time, first of all. Second of all, there's 7.4 million searches for massage in the United States every month on Google alone. Just Google, not talking about any of the other ones. And I can guarantee you that if they're not finding you or me, they're finding somebody. They're finding someone else and someone else is getting all that, you know, all that traffic and all that business. So there's a lot of need for a bit more sophistication in how we're we're finding clients and clients are finding us. The consumer savvy is is just changing so quickly, um, and so uh, I think it's important to still continue to build and nurture those offline relationships and and, and leverage word of mouth. But uh, I think, another thing, again, like I said, a lot of us work in a vacuum. You know we aren't really networking or connecting with other massage therapists or other holistic practitioners. Mm-hmm. And uh, that kind of model of just going to work, showing up and working with clients is is outdated. You know there's a lot of of work we need to do together, I think, to to change the industry. And not using social media, not networking, those kinds of things. that's a, That's a big mistake that a lot of um, a lot of us make. The third thing is there's a lack of clarity. I think that I always say that I think massage therapists have a niche phobia. We, we really want to be generalists. We want to say I work with anybody, you know. And mm-hmm. and we hear pick a niche, be one thing, and 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 market yourself as that, and we get scared because we think I don't want to limit myself. I don't want to turn away anybody. I want to be able to help anyone. And paradoxically, what happens is when you just show up and you say I'm a massage therapist, it doesn't res- it doesn't reg- register or resonate with anyone because There's a lot of massage therapists out there.
0: I think a lot of people, too, when they... I worry about this when you say I'm a massage therapist. They're thinking of the commercials you see during the day, Become a massage therapist. Big $90 an hour
1: working on a beach somewhere and drinking martinis. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I I, I sometimes can almost see it in their face, you know, so...
1: Right yeah, so That's kind of a bit of a stigma, maybe. A little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and also, I, I just think that when you say, regardless of what your industry is, you know, I can say I'm a piano teacher. If I say I'm a piano teacher and I work with women who wanted to be, you know, wanted to play piano since they were little girls, but life got in the way. And, you know, or I work, I'm a, t- a massage therapist. And I work only with cops who have TMJ or something, you know, (laughs) then people are like, oh, I know somebody like that. And it clicks in their mind and they say, oh, I have the perfect person for you. But if you just say I'm a generalist, then they're like, huh, they don't know what to do with you. We, as human beings, are pigeonholers. We like to kind of compartmentalize. And when you give us a compartment, it makes sense. Then there you go. And it helps to really build fast. Now, again, because we want to help everyone and that's kind of our nature, you have to understand that picking a niche doesn't mean that you don't ever work with anyone else besides that niche. And ironically, the more you draw people to you, then you're going to be able to treat, you know, around the periphery. It doesn't mean you're, you're locking yourself in. There's not that commitment phobia I think a lot of people have, too. Um, we talked about this earlier. Misunderstanding marketing This is part of the lack of clarity. You know, people do what I call a, a spray and pray approach mm-hmm. where they just, I'm just going to put a card up here and I'm going to put a bullet and then maybe I'll have a class. And they're not really being clear about what their goal is or what they're wanting to do. And they're approaching marketing as an icky, yucky thing. Underneath, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I'm doing it because I have to. And that comes through in your marketing. Mm-hmm. If you start to reframe what it is and how you are sharing this amazing profession that we have, this amazing ability we have to affect change and impact people's lives, it changes the tone and it changes it changes everything about how you're marketing. And that really leads to more clarity as well. Um, another thing people miss is with this clarity thing is is solving a problem for clients you know if you say oh we're all about relaxation I love relaxation but if it's not solving an immediate problem for me in this really hectic hectic world I'm not, it's probably going to slip through my filter you know it's I'm not going to I'm not going to pay attention but if you say you know if, if I'm 30 pounds overweight and it says it can really help you with weight reduction or it can help you with sleeping better if you're an insomniac or something. A problem that's an immediate thing um, is going to be a lot more effective in, in uh, clarifying what we're doing. Um, there are lots of other ways. I won't go into all the different things. We talked a little bit about the systems and follow up and kind of having a process that clients can can buy into. That's a, a big thing with clarity. So the number two biggest mistake I see is is not taking responsibility for our own success. And what I mean by this is a lot of times whether, in, and this this all this information that we're talking about is doesn't matter if you're working for yourself or if you're working for somebody else, the, the, the principles are really the same. And a lot of people are like, well, I'm not going to go into business. I don't need to learn about business. But it's not true. Because right now, there is no job security anywhere. We are all the CEOs of me incorporated, right? Mm-hmm. So even if you've got an employer, you know you need to know about business. You need to know how it's run. You're still marketing yourself. You're still building your client list as an employee. So it's really important to remember. I think the number one most important thing that um, we need to do as far as taking responsibility for success Is defining success. There are a lot of gurus out there right now who are really focusing on the six-figure mark and how important it is for us to make six figures. And I think that it's wonderful. It's a great goal to have. I've done it. I've got clients who've done it. It works. There's formulas for it. It's fabulous. But if that's not your definition of what success is, who cares? It's going to lead to burnout and be really stressful and creates a lot of pressure. Yeah, (laughs) unnecessary pressure. Mm -hmm. And and honestly, it really you know that that is an arbitrary mark because with it comes a lot of of you you aren't with your family as much. And so getting on a kind of a holistic looking at your entire life balance and defining success within that. For example, I just had a baby um, recently. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, and before I had my baby, you know my idea of success was making a certain amount of money and seeing a certain amount of clients. And, and now it's being able to be with my son as much as possible, having my career set up in a way that I am able to bring him with me and have as many hours in the week with him. And that's my idea of success. My paycheck is completely who cares. That's not really the issue anymore. And so I'm incredibly successful making, you know, a fraction of what I made a year ago. And so I think that's really important to to take in mind. And I think, too, a lot of people say, oh, I'm not being successful right now because of the economy. Or because of my business partner, or because of whatever, and that kind of thinking, that mentality, there are a lot of people getting rich right now, you know, and it might as well be us, right? I mean, there's just there's that responsibility piece that I think that's a big mistake that a lot of us make. It's easy to get it's easy to get there. We all, you know, do. There's always a reason why things aren't happening, but um, you know, just taking taking time to evaluate all of those aspects, I think, is a, a, a great way of circumventing. The number one thing that I think I'm seeing more and more, um, but I think it's always been an issue for massage therapists, is undervaluing the work that we do. Um, we've already talked a little bit about the the discounter um, that's going on. And I think that as more and more of these um, kind of discount services are coming up, people are starting to um, feel like they have to compete on price. They have to drop their prices. I've got to let my clients, you know, only pay this much money. And ends up happening there's a couple things that happen first of all when you tell a client what they can afford you know we, we we approach our clients like well they i did this a lot when i first started i would have clients that came to me and i just decided they weren't going to pay a certain amount mm-hmm. i would without them even asking i'd say you know what you're on a fixed income how about we just do this much you know we'll just do a 25 dollar massage because i i want you to come in you know and and the thing is that kind of disempowers both parties it disempowers the person because it's deciding for them rather than saying you have every opportunity to invest in your own health and your own wellness. And I think sometimes I mean, we forget that, that working with us is an investment in our health and you know, the work that we're doing is incredibly important. It's not a commodity. It's not something that's interchangeable with you know a little widget or something. And, and what happens for us is that when we exchange our service for um, for dollars and we, we give our time away and we really kind of un- un- underplay how much it's worth – we burn out. And I see so many people leaving this industry because they're working way too hard and they're working for nothing. And it's it's sad because there's a real gift and there's a talent and there's healing that needs to happen throughout the world. And so I think that's a really important one. Um, and this brings me to two of the biggest myths that I think kind of exist in the world out there. The first one is that being a massage therapist or a healer and being a business person and a marketer don't mix that they are completely, you know, completely juxtaposed and, and, and not jiving together. But again, and I've said this before, you know, marketing is really just a way about getting your gifts out there in a big way. It's about sharing with the world, you know, how much better it can be. Um, and sharing the unique story of who you are and why you're doing what you're doing and, and how you can help. And, and you know, we didn't go to school and didn't do all the training and to continuing education and read all the things that we read to kind of hide it. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we want to we want to be helping people. And so that's that's part of being um, a massage therapist and a business person. And the other thing is that this is at the end of the day that this is a business. Massage therapy is a business. And. If we aren't approaching it that way, then and taking advantage of that fact, let me tell you, there are people out there who who will then <laughs> do so and and can take advantage of of us. you not, not to say that the world's up, you know, doing that, but um, you know, employers or anybody else that's looking at it that way when you're not can put a, make a dangerous situation or a difficult situation. Um, the second thing, and this is really t- closely related, is that being a massage therapist or a healer and making money don't mix. That there is some there's a belief kind of within the community that money is a four letter word right Mm -hmm. I mean, we have this it's kind of like i call it the hidden wound you know that we are spiritual you know we're we're and not all of us are you know that's totally fine um but still it's it's if we're out there to help and to be of service and service people in general have a have a problem with this you know that i'm going to be there to help money's oh i don't really care but when you when you're working so, 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 so hard and you're burning out and you're actually depleting yourself because you don't want to, you know, make any money, you do care. You do care. There's, there's just an, a rejection doesn't mean you don't care. It's it's kind of a convoluted subject and a very psychological one. We talk quite a lot about that.
0: Um, and so. that's a deep, deep issue with deep. a lot of people. Mm-hmm. just the, and I know even just, um, I read a great book, a uh, book, Re- reiki for abundance. Oh. It's a fabulous book and it has exercises and reading through that every day um you have to read and exercise, think about it, mm-hmm. meditate on it for 15 minutes. And in the book she explains um for instance, um yeah, I I myself will often find myself for some reason not worthy of a lot of money because I'm thinking about the rest of the world who don't even have anything to eat and I have so much more than some people around the world, which Wayne Dyer says doesn't do us any good. We're not us being poor is not going to save the rest of the world. <laughs> Something to think about. But in in the book, it, it explains uh, the Reiki for abundance. It it says, okay, so think about your unworthiness for money. Think about how you feel about money and and not believing that you deserve it or need it or want it or whatever. And it's fascinating because each issue that she comes across in each um, during each day um, problem, she says to really lean into it. Like, so you meditate 15 minutes I and mean, you really think about not being worthy of her money and then let it go. Yeah. But, yeah, that's a deep, deep it thing. Is. And
1: it's, it's one of the things and it's across our culture. And it's one of those taboos we're so comfortable talking about anything else we can talk about sex no problem but you talk about money, money? To people mm-hmm. and ooh, that's taboo i mean that's mm-hmm. just it is it's a sticky 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 subject um and i'm actually i'm working on a book about it too because okay. i think it's a healing that really needs to happen because i agree wholeheartedly and i always came from a belief that the more i had or if i had money than someone else didn't that it took it away from someone in this very like,
0: selfish or yeah something. Mm-hmm. yeah and i had
1: someone say to me one time that one of the most selfish things you can do is be, you know, depleted, especially when you're being of service, that if you are always struggling just to survive, then you're actually being a little bit selfish because you're not affecting any change that way. You're just doing getting through day to day to day. The more money you have, the more you're able to get your gift out there. The more I mean, it's just an exchange of energy. And if you're, you know, exchanging energy in a really, you know, coming from a great heart-centric place as opposed to a kind of a tight, stringent, scared place, yeah. really different, really different. Um, and I think that that's just—it's really a psycho-spiritual issue more than a practical one. And and um, yeah, we can have a whole. Nother I know. So you address that a little bit in your book. We, yeah, we do. We do address it a little bit in the book. Now, again, um, this is a, this is a general book and, and it talks about yeah. so many subjects. So, many so that's why I'm writing another book. I think that's just a great that. idea. Yeah. Yeah, because it's fitting it in there between personal finance and legal organization was just. So little- this is
0: a good start, but it sounds like they're going <laughs> to definitely have to buy your next book to go along with this and open up f- those doors. Yeah. <laughs> Any other mistakes that you want to talk about, as far as those are really that? the big,
1: the mm-hmm. big four and the big two myths. Mm-hmm. Um.
2: So let, let me ask you this: uh, I'm thinking of a new therapist coming out out, out of school, really happy and mm-hmm. willing to take the world, and then all of a sudden, is working for this franchise who's paying sixteen dollars per hour, and that really gets you. It's quite disappointing, and that's why you see a lot of people probably after one or two years thinking, this is not gonna make it for me and just leave this profession. So what type of advice would you give them in order to not get discouraged and not just see this the only opportunity they have, although it's creating an impact in all of our businesses because people, the way they see it is just, you can get a very cheap massage in these places and they would like to pay the same thing anywhere.
1: And it's a great question. And I wanted to say first off that, you know, I think there's, a, it's really easy to be like, you know, self employment charging lots, good working for someone else here making not very much money bad and that's absolutely not true it's really it's perfectly great you know it's a really great way to get experience get a lot of hands-on and connect and learn a lot in in really anywhere any way you do it but if someone comes out and they're working for you know a franchise and not making very much money the what I would recommend is to look at it as you know one of the foundational steps in me incorporated you know I'm here building you know this great you know repertoire I'm getting all this experience and I'm I'm looking for the next step after that. You know, I'm, I'm maybe a lot of what a lot of therapists do, what I did, was I worked. For someone while I simultaneously built my practice Um, and this this book is actually written both for employees and and, uh, self-employed people because the reality is that most of us at some point in our career are going to be you know both you know even if we kind of ebb and flow back and forth between Um, so it's a great idea to be doing that and paying the bills and getting the experience while you're while you're also building on the side and you know learning from them because the fact is too a lot of those franchises have some great business ideas and great business models. I know a lot of them invest in their uh, employees and do a lot of training. So I would recommend getting as much training and building your knowledge capital as possible. I think that's a really great idea. And um, and not getting sucked into the, um, the, oh my God, this is all it's ever going to be, yeah. you know, really realizing that it's a step to the next thing um, also my biggest advice and I have a chapter on this because I think we hear it and we forget it is self care when you're working those long long hours and you you know there's there's often a lot of from what I understand there can be a lot of negative energy you know kind of circulating and frustration You've got to really work hard to protect against that and to keep your body and your mind healthy. I think that's a really important thing, especially when you're just coming out of school, because you're right. A lot of people will get really disillusioned and think this is what I this is not what I signed up for. This is not this is not the commercial that was on TV at two o'clock in the afternoon. This is not what I thought it would be.
0: You know, I think too starting at a place like that is um, is important because coming out of school. I knew when I came out of school, it was it was really. Um, it took some time to get used to working on people or that many people or getting used to the different personalities coming in and not having the safety of the school people around. And so um, it's, you're right. It's not a bad thing at all. It's a great way to, Get comfortable with yourself as a therapist and then move on.
1: Yeah. And you learn so much about like different personalities. And you know, one of the biggest complaints that people have about massage therapists is that they talk too much about yeah. themselves. And so you really get when you get a lot of people coming through, you get to learn the kinds like you intuitively will start to see, okay, this person this person needs to talk. Because there's a lot of clients mm-hmm. who come in and it's it's therapy in lots of different ways. And so they'll vent and they'll tell you everything. And you'll be able to see, okay, that's that person. And then you'll be able to read a person that comes in that just needs to veg and, and disappear for a while. And and so, yeah, the more more people you get under your hands the better you're, you are as a therapist i think if you approach it that way if you approach it as oh my gosh this is you know 16 dollars i just paid another 16 dollars and another 16 mm-hmm. dollars start thinking of it that way it'll you'll burn out a lot faster and while you're
0: working at the franchise or wherever it is that you're starting out buy her book <laughs> and study it and read it while you're learning all of the hands-on idiosyncrasies <laughs>
2: Let, let me ask you this, uh, in terms of male therapies, uh, there are some forums out there in the internet where we discuss about how much... We struggle as male therapists to build our practice. Do you provide any tips on your book? Or I do.
1: I have a section in the book that's all about that, and I know that's a really big issue in the in the industry. Um, I think one of the ways to, and I saw you had someone on here recently about that. I haven't had a chance to listen. I'm looking forward to it. But I think one of the things is that it can actually be an opportunity. I know a lot of people who only want to work with male therapists, and there, again, it's about finding your right niche. And, um, and, and also kind of building your support system, working with other practitioners. Um, and this is, again, the, the developing the, the support around you. Working with other practitioners, getting a community of whether they're massage therapists, but even better to have other people who are, you know, a chiropractors or acupuncturists or, you know, whatever. Getting up and talking to people, you know, and positioning yourself as an expert. This is this is true for male or women, but I, men or women, I think it's really especially true to, to, to help men also get hands-on to do kind of like sample, um, one of you know, a really successful male therapist who goes to the park and sets up his chair and just says, you know, free massage and gives out his business cards and is super successful because once people meet you see you and feel your 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 touch that it demystifies the whole oh my gosh you know whatever if anyone has and a lot of people a lot of people don't I think that's another thing is that there is a reality of the difficulty. And I've talked to a lot of therapists and I say, is it difficult for you as a male therapist? They're like, no, Mm-mm. they just don't even know doesn't they hadn't heard that. But then a lot of people hear it in schools and then they're like, oh, it's going to be really tough for me. And so it's kind of can become a self-fulfilling prophecy, which not to not to say that it isn't challenging. I don't mean to undermine that. I'm not a male therapist, so I really can't speak to it. But I think it does come through in your in your belief about it being a challenge. And just getting out there as much as you can into the community to really to really network and um, be seen as an expert. Because it's interesting too, I, and I've had some male therapists share this with me, that in in some ways, again, it's an advantage because just as with, you know, I had a to even say this but women are cooks and men are chefs that kind of thing you know there's there's this belief that like you know women can be massage therapists but men are like they're the sports therapists and mm-hmm. I'm going to go to them because I'm a, an athlete so I want a man to work on me it opens an opportunity that women don't have so there's that
2: now in regards to your coaching do you provide kind of a package or how do you work those individual sessions so I have a couple
1: different things that I do and and um, kind of working on restructuring a little bit of it now there's, uh, there's the membership Program which membership site where you can go into um, practice attraction and join as a member and um, it's a monthly fee and you have access to videos and audio and um, the forums so you can talk to everyone else. Um, there's also group coaching so we do on by phone and we kind of have a, a handful of people that are coming together and um, all working through the same issues together. The the working with me one on one is is definitely an option. It's the most expensive option so it's mm-hmm. one of the you know, mm-hmm. more there's less, less people are doing that one um, which is fine because <laughs> I only have so many hours in the day myself um, but yeah there's lots of different options and if people just want to get one of the you know the, they can buy an ebook or they can buy the book itself and it's whatever people are comfortable with you know as far as
0: this book the business yeah that book the I also mm-hmm. have
1: you know there's there's ebooks as far as you know the six figure formula and, and a whole bunch of other ones and
0: okay. more in development kind and of all of this stuff. can be found at your practice attraction website which is
1: www.practiceattraction.com
0: very easy to remember,
1: and it's actually it's in you know it's we're putting stuff up all the time. It's always changing. It's always new, and so it's kind great. of yeah. Right now it's it's a there's, great blog, and
0: there's a blog. Okay, mm-hmm. and oh, go ahead.
2: Uh, uh, so so we have one sec- week, section yeah. called <laughs> Tip of the Week. So we would like to ask you if you can give. I mean, you've been giving a lot of tips, but if you can give us one specific for new people, I don't know if you can throw something out.
1: Absolutely. My number one biggest tip is going to be get, get support and get a mentor or, you know, get someone around you. And this can be, it can be a partner, it can be a friend, it can be another therapist, it can be a classmate kind of like that old buddy system kind of thing because again there's just something about our our profession that brings us into a, a vacuum brings us into these little silos of operation which is what's great about what you guys are doing and you know a lot of the resources that are out there that are working to to bring people together but i think too the accountability piece is really important on top of the community it's great to have buddies but to have somebody who's holding you accountable to your success and to your goals i think that you know i as a coach or you know what you guys are doing, you can tell people, you can hand people every single tool in the world. And if they're not having anyone to hold them accountable, it's really easy to slip into those mind traps or those kind of self-sabotage things or whatever. It's kind of why, you know, in school, when we have you have homework, you're given homework and every week you turn it in. If you just were given the assignments, how many of them would you actually do? Me, probably none. You know, so I think that's the same thing is having someone that's going to be an accountability partner is my biggest tip. Well, no, it's one out of the many, my many big tips, but it's a big one.
2: <laughs> and I would like to add, uh, from my perspective and my experience, I would choose two mentors. One is mm-hmm. kind of your technical mentor who teach you all about technique and not necessarily is going to be the most business savvy person. And then you get another mentor who is the business savvy person and walk you through because sometimes we get stuck with the guru mm-hmm. who is not a real business person. Yeah. And we miss that opportunity but I agree with you I, I see a lot of, of us struggling for so many years when it's so easy before uh, before you get out of school to really pick a one mentor and I'm sure people are willing to help you. And, and be there for you.
1: Yeah, most people love mentoring. I mean, because the, you know it's really true that the what you what you teach someone else, you learn yourself even better. And it's it's flattering. It's an honor to be asked. But I think it's also you know, it, and I just take it even up the ante a little bit more. Surround yourself with a network of support. You know, you're going to have somebody who's great at marketing. You're going to have somebody who's great at the technique. Have somebody who's great at you know putting in things into perspective. Or have somebody who I mean, just have a lot of have a lot of people around you who understand your industry who understand what you're doing and who are there to support you and have you be successful it's really easy to surround yourself with people who are naysayers or you know whatever watch out for those people because they you know the energy drainers the vampires you know i think it's 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 about having a great group around you and feeling because when you get down and feeling Ugh, those people will kind of keep you going mm,
0: mm-hmm. keep that
1: burnout from happening
0: yep and it, you know it's funny i think it's been how long 10 years now we've been doing massage yeah, i know and I think for the first nine or eight and a half years of it, I was just doing massage and now where I'm working, he's, we have a performance, we're independent contractors and we have a performance based pay. And so we have really had to think about, you know, how our marketing and keeping our clients and all of this. And so he's put the responsibility on us, which is very good. And it's great practice For, so, you know, if I do decide to get my own office at some point, I will have had this beautiful place to practice all of that and learn everything I need to know, play with things and still have an income Mm -hmm. and not worry about that aspect of it. So, yeah, even if you are working at a place where you are an employee and you're not an independent contractor, practice, practice, practice and write those goals down. Oh,
1: God. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Writing goals down is huge. I want to say one more thing about if as an employee... Mm -hmm there uh, there's that belief that, oh, I'm just going to show up and work. If you have, you know, you go out there into if you are in school right now and when you go out there and you're interviewing for jobs, if you have even a baseline knowledge about business and how it's working, your employers will love you so much. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that the massage, a lot of massage schools have been um, uh surveying a lot of employers and asking them, what is the one thing you wish that, you know, people came out of school knowing more about? And they all say business. Yeah. They all say people don't understand it. They they don't understand how hard we're working, you know, on the front end to get clients in and people, they're stealing clients. Like it's there's all this things work. as far as mm-hmm. business, business ethics that they're just like, please teach them more about business because it's really yeah. hard. <laughs> so great. if you go in and just know a little bit and can say a little bit about marketing and, and can say a little bit about, you know, all the things it is to run a business, you will get snatched up so fast and you'll be such a valued employee and you'll mm. be again that me incorporated, you know, you're the mm. CEO
0: no matter where you are. Very good information. And of course we will have a link to her websites on our website, MassagePodcast.com. If you have any questions, you can ask us or you can contact her directly on her website. You can leave us messages on our contact page. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter also call us at
2: 303-656-9860. I'd like to ask Jessica if she would like to share her phone number if people would like to reach her just for any consulting. Please hold on one
1: second. This is I have I have like two different phones and so I have to actually look at that really fast. So, okay. the best number to reach me is going to be 720-261-7689.
0: Jessica, thank you so much for taking the time out in your busy day to come talk to us and give us your inf- information about your book. I know I will be purchasing this book right away and our next show is May 26th. So that's all we have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. Be well, prosperous and attract abundance. <laughs> Check it out. I, know. I was going to say <laughs> practice attraction, but my mind just went blank.